0: and welcome to another episode of the Illuminary podcast. My name is Jess, I will be your host, and I hope you enjoy what's to come. Today I have a very special guest on the podcast who I am so excited to have as my fourth guest. So without further ado, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Good morning, everyone. My name is Sandra. I'm Jessica's mom. I'm um, a mother of four children. I've Jessica has three Two sisters and a brother. Um, I'm <laughs> not very good, at <laughs> but however, um, I'm I'm waiting to see what she has to ask me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yes, guys, big reveal! This is my mom, and yeah, I'm so honored and so blessed to call this woman my mom. And I'm really excited for what we're going to talk about. So I hope you all enjoy. So, mom, to get started, I'm going to hit you with a tough question, but hopefully, you can answer it. Um, how did you find God? What was the what moved inside of you to start searching for God? Like, what pushed you to look for God um, when you started?
1: Okay, okay, Jess, that's a that's not a difficult one, but it is very difficult to answer because I I think. I was reared as a Catholic, um so I would have always had God in the picture. But the God I would have had would have been I would have been very frightened of him. So I would have seen him with the big stick and all of that <laughs> even as a young, young teenager. So what moved me would have been for me um after I got married. I was very young getting married. I was, believe it or not, um, married before my 18th birthday. So I found myself with a little boy and a little girl. Um, So in the space of three years, I had two children. And who I loved them very much was a boy and a girl, Charles and Michelle. But I struggled with... I had moved out to a new estate with my husband and moved away from all my my original family, but found myself very isolated in this place. And even though my husband's family lived there, who were very good to me and very kind in lots of ways, I would have struggled with, you know, bringing my kids to the local church and that because at that time, um children were seen and not heard basically because, because children shouldn't be making noise in the churches and I used to bring them to the local church, but unfortunately, the older people back then you know didn't seem to understand that children couldn't sit down, mm-hmm. so I struggled with that, and I also struggled with um understanding um why things. Uh, were a certain way and why we had to fight and why we had to um, be angry with each other. You know, even in a marriage, as as a young person, I found it very hard to just do life. So I found myself one day walking the streets um, and asking God. I said, I found myself looking to God. And saying, what do I do in all of this? Like how do I how do I bring my children up in an atmosphere where, you know, they're supposed to be able to go, I'm supposed to be able to bring them to the house of God and yet they're making noise and I'm probably taking it more personal than anyone else, but at the same time I was trying to understand I wanted my children to be raised in that atmosphere. Um so yeah. I would have been searching for God through my experience in my marriage and rearing children, even more so wanting um, the bigger picture in their lives. And I lived, I moved to um, Ballymone. So Ballymone was a very new and different place for me to be. It was more open. Um, more, I felt more vulnerable in it at the time. And in my vulnerability, I think I was looking for a security from um, God. So, yeah, I would have searched in many ways, different paths looking for him and found myself searching for him in different paths. But I found he was even bigger than that. He brought me, it was like he had his hand on my life all the time. I didn't even realize it, but yeah, he would, would have brought me back to the truth every time I went to search for him. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was through relationships that I, I searched for God and struggled with understanding why things happen, how they happen and why even families break up or why marriages break up Why people don't fight. So it was all relational for me, um, in my search for God. And so, yeah, I would have, I found, um, as my marriage went on, and as I had, I had went on to have two more children, and my search would have got even stronger for God, because. As we know, families have their own dynamics and they bring their own issues and problems and um, finances, you know, even trying to understand each other and trying to be a mother, a wife and um, have my own mind about what I want to do. And all of that would have caused me a lot of, um, not anxiety, but yeah, anxiety in, in ways because you can't do everything. So yeah. my search for God was really strong and I noticed that um I was looking for something very very different um I was looking for something very deep and not nothing and no one was um satisfying that so I found myself even being involved with the priests in our local community and bringing my questions to them <laughs> okay. which, which um the i found the family around me were were very uh disturbed by that they were going you go to the local priest to talk <laughs> and i was going well he's the one that's supposed to have the answers so we go yeah. to we go to god for answers but he was um the local priest for me would have been the headship over Um, God's house and helping people to relate so I would have always went to you know knock on the priest's door if I was having struggles or problems and asked him could he help basically and what could I do about these problems of life and um, where is the people that are even more wiser than me to help me to, to do life and to do family and to do these things and to not fall apart or to not let my, let go of what my dreams were even to have a family and to keep it together yeah. so as time as i go through like um and unfold the picture <clears throat> by the time you were born jessica um life was very different and my search would have been um i would have been brought on different places but I remember getting um involved with um a teacher that was came to the local church to help um your sister, and her name was um Liz Cook, and I remember her coming to our house and discussing uh could she um teach after school lessons of music with Michelle in the house, and I said yes, I agreed to it. And I remember sitting in the sitting room one day and we myself and herself just got chatting and I was asking her questions about about life again and she said, Oh my god, you have loads of questions and um you seem very interested in the bigger picture in life and I'm a Christian and um I'm here on um she does she did outreach kind of work and um she said, I'm here just from America helping um, a group of people bring the gospel and I start saying to her well what's the difference, what do you mean uh, so she she started to explain to me what it was to know the gospel and to be free in the gospel and I start saying to her so you mean to tell me we don't need this, we don't need that I can be free if I do this or, so I said she said, just said to me you have loads of questions Sandra and I love that about you. So she said to me, I'm going to do a course, going on a course the weekend. Um, She said, it's like it's called the Holy Spirit weekend. Would you like to come along? So I took the invitation and said, yeah, well, I get my answers. And she said, I'm nearly sure 100% you'll get your answers for yourself. So I went along to it. And the topic was on the Holy Spirit that weekend. And I just at the end of it there was a, a lovely talk, a very interesting talk about who the Holy Spirit was and how um the Holy Spirit is involved in God's plans for us and how he helps us. So he came under the the leading of being um our counsellor. Um and I thought that was just mind blown. That mm. God When he left, he didn't just leave us. He gave us somebody else to be with us. And this is spoken in the gospel. And I was going, oh, my God, I'm all this time going to church and I don't even know that. I never knew that. So I said, what more do I not know? So I started to really um, sit there and listen to what, what was being said. And I found myself. Afterwards, looking at this group of people who are then going to have a meal that evening. And I was invited to the meal and just to chat and to see, you know, had I any, what did I think of it and how did I feel about it? and So I found myself um, sitting there so naturally with this group of people who I never met in my life and feeling at home. And I asked... um, could could I have some prayer? They were praying for other things for people, and I just said to them, "Could I have some prayer?" Um, just to to understand more who God is and who I am. And they said yes, and they just two or three of them sat with me and spoke different things and prayed different things, and I went, "Hmm, well, they're not saying anything bizarre, or they weren't doing anything. I really felt." Um, blessed by what they said, and I felt as if there was a weight lifted off me. So I remember coming home from that meeting. I remember coming out of the place and totally looking up to the sky. I don't know. I looked because it was evening time, and I looked up to the sky, and I went, "Wow, look at that sky!" Mm. And I don't know. There was just I felt different. But I can't, uh, when I look back now, I'm going, I couldn't explain the difference then. I was going, it was like something changed. It was like a light bulb went on or something inside of me. Yeah. And when I come home, I always remember my older daughter saying something to me um, when I walked in. And she said, wow, ma'am, there's something different about you 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 look real bright or something, and wow, that really um impacted me because I went she saw something even in me some kind of a change from that experience but that yeah. was that was the beginning of a journey for me that um I am ever so grateful to God for. For where he mm-hmm. has brought me today through all of that, so that was the beginning, <laughs> if that yeah, answers that's... the question, Jessica,
0: yeah, definitely. I actually didn't even know that story, so it's amazing getting to learn stuff about you as well while I'm interviewing you,
1: <laughs> yeah, and
0: um, you just so as you were talking there, you said, um that you know your belief in God, you would have been afraid of God, you would have seen him. Mm-hmm with the big man and the throne with the stick. How is that different now and like how was that different for you after you had that experience?
1: Well it, it it led me to more ask more questions and to to investigate um where I was in my understanding of who God was. So, yeah, I I would have went on what was called back then an alpha course yeah. and stood, you know, went through different um, topics on a night. So, you you, you know, you go, they would um, pick a topic in, in the Bible and discuss it. And then there would be room for questioning questions afterwards or a time for anybody who had, you know, if they wanted prayer, they could have prayer that night. But it was, it was really just um, an eight week course where you went and you, you sat and you you couldn't, you, you didn't even have to say anything if you didn't want to, but you, you just would have had a nice meal and all that evening after. So I couldn't believe with my own eyes, ears and heart. What I didn't know about God. And this, this gave me a place. To discover that God wasn't who I actually thought he was. And mm-hmm. my perception of who he was 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 damaged in some way or warped. I don't know. You know, there's lots of words that we could use I could use, but my understanding of who God was wasn't very clear. And when I started to open and ask God to open my eyes, my ears, and my heart to understand who he was more and what my purpose was in this world i was blown away because he absolutely answers everything i've asked him he's he's given me and restored me so much in the past 20 odd years i i look at life so different today i i'm Still in, in my um relationship with my husband where um my Noel and myself are so blessed that we've walked through so many places and when I um it wasn't easy but even discovering that I had to find who I was apart from my husband was even a, a bigger challenge for me. But nonetheless God was in it. And yeah. when God is in it, you can be assured, 100% guaranteed, he will not leave you there. He'll bring you through it. So, he has brought me through a tremendous journey from that moment to this um, uh, in my walk with him and my understanding who he is. And I can depend totally on him for everything. And he makes yeah. it all possible for me to understand it in a way that I need to understand it. So does that make sense?
0: If you were to, yeah, yeah. If you were to, so if you're putting it out there for somebody who say is hearing about all of this for the very first time and their image of God would be the big scary man with the birds and the stick sitting on a throne, what would your image be now? So could you describe how you would see God now, that you know who he is. Does that make sense? Yes.
1: Um, the first thing I would say is I experienced a story from the the, the Bible that speaks about um, the prodigal son. Now, the prodigal son didn't relate to me because I didn't feel I was in that place mm-hmm. as the son. But what I took from that story years ago and what it did for me was it opened my heart to understanding that a father a father is 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 someone who no matter what you do he he's there with open arms and yeah. that's that's the picture and the image that would have even drawn me closer to god that he he wasn't there to um just correct me or um you know direct me or um guide me he was there to love me and the love, love the love of a father um is so so vital in a daughter's life and yeah. and that's what would have drawn me closer to understanding that this image that I had of God um, was somehow damaged. That a father, a father's love is the most vital thing in a child's life. A mother's love is wonderful, but there's something about a father's love and that's what, the picture I would have of the father is, oh my God, like I can i struggle sometimes to put it into words because i feel it more than um put it into words if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah of course um so how then after the last 20 odd years of being a christian now do you keep it fresh with god so how do you keep that relationship going
1: well, it's like every relationship, really, you know, even with the father, we can we can get comfortable. We can get cozy. We can think, um, you know, we know it all. We can think, you know, no matter what we do, um, it's going to be a certain way. But mm-hmm. I personally think that it's good to remember. um, the foundation of your faith, in other words, to know the bigger picture, to know. Um even that, you know, Jesus died for my sins. And that happens through the father. The father allowed that. So for me, the father um, is the head of everything. So it's not always going to be um, comfortable, cozy, rosy in the garden um yeah. there are different times and different places in our lives that we'll feel and sense different things about our relationship with the father but yeah. to remember um the foundation of your faith in other words uh, for me like that jesus died for me and that my father allowed that and there must be something um really really um oh something really deep about that that keeps me grounded because i'm remi- when i remind myself of what god did for me and if i was the only person on this planet he still would have done the same thing yeah. that brings me um right round 180 degrees that 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 throws me right back into into um keeping myself in relationship, in right relationship with God, no matter what's happening on this planet today. Um, if I remember that, if I if I bring myself into remembrance of what God did for me, that seems to be um, the key for me to keep uh, connected and to keep everything in perspective. Mm. That's
0: so good. So good. Okay, mum, we're gonna move on to something a bit more juicy.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> um so for you, so you've had four children now and obviously I am the
1: favourite. Oh <laughs> <laughs>
0: just putting it out there on the airwaves. Yeah,
1: the be for all the others. <laughs> Another challenge.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so what what's it like to be a mum? now of four adults so you had four children now we're four adults and seeing how we've grown into completely different people from each other and that we're all on different paths like how does that how does that feel
1: oh jessica that's a that's another huge one it's i have to be honest with you i'm very proud of all of my children i i love just from the moment you were born and that love has grown and grown and grown we've been through so many trials uh, together we've been through so many challenges Um, we've been through separation in lots of things and yet somehow that love has survived all of that and I, but I, sorry, can you just remind me again, Jessica? Of the, I don't want to get lost in what I'm going to say.
0: Can you? So, how how does it feel like seeing we're all four adults now and we're all on different paths from each other?
1: Well, looking,
0: so like I'm doing accounts, Michelle does accounts, Charles is doing what else does. Jen is doing baking and makeup and stuff. Like seeing how we all have our own different lives going on, different families. Well, I, how does that feel as a mom looking at us now?
1: Well, to be honest with you, I'm I'm very proud to think that every one of you have found um, your gifts, your talents. Um, you have had the space to um, explore that in so many different ways. Not all good. Some of it has been painful, I'm sure. Some of it has been a struggle. <laughs> Some of it has even been an uphill mountain climbing experience for us. But yep. looking back on my life, and as I said, we lived in, uh, we moved to Ballymun. So Ballymun would, have, would not have been seen as a very good place to raise your children in lots of people's eyes, including some of my family. Um, so for me, um, to look at, you know, what my children have achieved from this grounding and from this place um, is is absolutely mind-blowing for me. It's, it's wonderful to look at every one of you um, have the lives that you have, considering the challenges you've faced, and to yeah. see that every one of you you guys are blossoming and blooming in a world that wasn't always kind to us. <laughs> um, and as I said, the place yous lived didn't always bring you blessings. It didn't always bring yous... Um, you know, an easy ride in life is had to struggle um, to, to stay above water sometimes out here. But yeah. when I see you guys now, I look at you and say, it's amazing, absolutely amazing what, what, what a family can do if they um, stick together. If they walk through their their trials, their tribulations, their troubles, their issues, we can. It's amazing what we can do together. So when I look at you as all individually, I'm very very proud to say that um, it's lovely to see us all have your own identity in that. You all know who, exactly who you are. You have found your gifts, your talents, and you are all. Um, In wonderful jobs, is are good good people. So that's a a beautiful, beautiful thing picture for me to see.
0: Good. Well it goes without saying that our rearing was impeccable. You and Dad did a great job, so I'm sure on behalf of the others, thank you so much for being such an amazing man. what what was it like for you being a stay at home man? Did you did you enjoy that? Like did you <laughs> or was it tough? I know with me it was tough at times, but did you enjoy being a stay at home? One
1: hundred percent, Jessica. One hundred percent. You were my life. From the, as I said to you, from the moment you were born, there excuse me, there was never really apart from the stage not to five when you went to school, I felt fully responsible for you. You know, in other words, that was my job to take care of my, of my children and a job didn't even, it didn't interest me. But when I go back to, um, at different times, see, I got married very young, so I wouldn't have had, um, enough life experience, um, Outside of the home, if that makes sense, and um, we didn't get, I didn't get an opportunity to go to college or anything like that, or to discover anything about Sandra. But when Charles came along, my fourth child came along. Oh my God, my whole world did change. Anyway, he he was the light of my life, and I just wanted to do what was best for him, and to make his world a better place, and you know. I believe um, I did that with all of my heart, and as I said, when we when we go down through the four through the four of us, you, um, your well being was more more important to me than even my own sometimes, or my uh, interests or anything like that. So, um, I would have dedicated my life to you as a mother, but that doesn't mean through times in that 20 odd you know that when you look at the 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 space between you being born and now that i didn't want to do things for myself but finances didn't always allow us to go outside the box sometimes so for me to you know explore my interests or um uh, what are the desires outside of the house? You know, I want to do, I'd like to do this, I'd like to do, you know, I'd like to, I, I mean, I, I love creativity. I like to get involved um, in other things, projects, but it didn't always be possible. So I had to make sacrifices. Now, and that wasn't always easy either. <laughs> that was tough sometimes <laughs> because it meant then, you know, that would put a bit of a burden on your dad. So, I didn't always give your dad an easy time about that, and sometimes I did feel I was hemmed in. And um, sometimes I did feel my life was on hold. Sometimes I did feel um, I didn't matter. So yeah, it was it was it was a tough time, but you see, there's nothing like having a child to open your eyes, Jessica, to life, because when you see them growing, when you see them learning, when you see them exploring, there's something about wanting to do, put your all into that. So, it's hard sometimes to um, draw back and bring balance into that. But I found, as time went by, uh, and you being number four, (laughs) that and a favourite, yeah. You're going to get me killed for that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I found that I was in a different place in life because of how I allowed myself to discover um, who I was, Jessica, through even my spiritual eyes, if that makes sense. Like When I discovered that, you know, God loved me, And how I identify myself, first and foremost, on this planet would change how I see everything. That made Mm. a huge difference into how I then, uh, how I walk in this life or how I perceive this life. So some things I could do without, 100%. Some some, um, desires or challenges or, you know, Depends on, on what, what it is I was thinking about at the time. Like, say, I'd look at some of my friends and they'd have they'd be so much freer than me in, say, the world. They would be off doing, you know, learning how to do, say, makeup programs, you know, or um, going off on holidays or, you know, just discovering who they were in those ways. Um, sometimes that left me feeling, a little bit deflated. But then like I said to you, I I have a good faith and I always believed that um there's a time for everything. And yeah. I believe that that time had come, but not not for me personally, while you were all small. But as you got bigger and older and I felt that you know you could Uh, spread your wings a little and you didn't need me as much Mm. then I could start to look at you know little things I wanted to do then so yes very challenging very um, taxing very um, need a lot of patience but I would have learned a lot about myself through all of that Jessica Mm.
0: So now, do you feel like you're at a place where, like you're, you've started to discover Sandra over, say, the last how many years? But now you're in a place where you can go after your dreams or go after your desires and creativity. Yeah. Would you feel like that would be the
1: Absolutely. case? Absolutely. Yeah? There's, I feel as if you know because youth have reached a certain age and, you know the. The what you call it is off us. The onus is off both me and your dad to kind of you know you have reached an age where you are accountable for yourselves basically. So, mm. I I feel now you know that it's time for for me to explore those areas, and I found, um, I suppose between all of that, yes, we have we have to remember too now in the last seven years we have had grandchildren. So. That's where I would have realized that, you know, you do get get sucked into <laughs> pretty much the same cycle of, of thinking that, you know, you need to be a certain person in all of this and um, maybe even being overprotective, you know, of the grandkids and feeling that you have to do more and more and more. <laughs> And you want to do it, but you realize that, you know, your your body is in a different place. Your mind is in a different place. Yeah. You're in a different place because they're not your children. So you have to re- remember, like, your grandparents. So grandparents have a responsibility in a certain way to do um, and um, step in in places. But it's good to realize that, you know, it's not your. Um, what would I say? It's not your. Uh, I can't think of the words now. Um, <laughs> I'm stuck on that one because I'm trying not to um, <laughs> get caught up in it. I love the grandkids, <laughs> but I realised too that because I needed space in some ways, I needed to pull back a little bit. So. I would have found that this year, especially this year, and I won't mention anything, but especially this year, I have discovered a lot um about myself. So
0: lovely. Lovely. It must be nice to be to finally be in that place after dedicating your life so much to your family and your children and your husband. And speaking of dad, <laughs> what's it like to be married forty years in at this stage?
1: That's a that's a, a, a... <laughs> see that question, Jessica. I go to myself. Thank you, God, that we don't see the bigger picture all at once. <laughs> that He's kind enough to give it to us in stages. And it's the same for rela- for marriage, Jessica. Like you know, I've learned through through the whole bigger picture of marriage. When you get married young, you're looking through different windows, through different eyes. Your per- your perception of perfect even um is so damaged that. It reflects throughout every part of your relationship if it's not um, worked on. So I thank God that he's given me the ability to break down all of that understanding and realize that, you know, I'm responsible for me and how I see even my relationship with my husband and... um, You know, taking responsibility for how I do things or how I see things in that marriage. And it's not all plain sailing. That to love another person more than yourself is absolutely (laughs) phenomenal. (laughs) And, but the rewards that I have gained in that. Far outweighs the hardship or the the hurt or the the trauma anything that we you know you go through in a uh, a close relationship and um, when you see what life can be like for two people to give their lives to one another and to sacrifice themselves um I wouldn't change. I don't think I change it, Jessica. Now, that sounds easy, what I've just said, but it's absolutely not because it's one of the hardest things I have ever done on this life is to be married for forty years. <laughs> <laughs> But it's good, right? But that's what I'm saying to you. <laughs> like, if people were to hear you, people were to, to judge you on what you just said, they might say, oh, my God, I don't want to get married. Or that sounds like whatever. Um, in, but I, what I'm trying to do is put in, into a short sentence. It's not easy. It's not easy because as a young person, you see you're going into a marriage and you're in a different place. Your worldview of that marriage is so different to the reality of it. And unfortunately for for me, um, in that I did a lot of homework myself. <laughs> I would have asked a lot of questions and went through a lot of um heartache in you know, it because people didn't always agree with what I What I wanted to do or say in that, and or how that how I would have seen marriage anyway. And I had a picture in my head of what marriage was should have been like. (laughs) And but that what that picture wasn't always correct. That picture wasn't always um, the clearer picture. Because I had to consider another person in this. And how they would have perceived (laughs) their marriage and how they would have seen it working out too. So it's a journey um, between two people. But like I said, um, I can't see myself being anywhere else because no matter who those two people are that meet in the beginning, they are not the same people in 40 years' time. Experience in life will bring you through um, and you will definitely, your perception will definitely shift um, from the time you meet to the time you leave this planet. But it will draw you closer or bring you further apart, whichever you choose. It's a choice. (laughs) It's a choice in life and like i said it's it might be easy for some people to see this picture um like you're painting a picture that it's easy or it's one way no it's a, it's a the most challenging thing that anyone will ever do together is because you have to you have to look at life issues the issues you bring into a marriage are huge And you have to work that stuff out between you. So the reality of that is even overwhelming at times. And I know um, the statistics are very high uh, for divorce. So when you look at the reality of two people staying together and working through all of their issues, that that is a powerful place to be. It's a a wonderful place to be, Jessica.
0: Yeah, like I suppose in today's culture and a lot of people my age and younger and maybe even a little bit older into Michelle's kind of age group, they kind of see things as me, myself and I, and they don't really picture a marriage being two people having to come together and having to work as a team and work out all these difficulties that are going to arise because we'd be very naive in thinking that we're going into something and no problems will arise ever considering it's going to be for such a long period of time. It's like the most part of your life. So I think like looking at you and my dad is such an inspiration to see that marriage and to see how strong you guys are together because a lot of people my age, and a little bit younger and older just throw things away because they don't want to make that effort to fix the problems. They just think, no, me, myself, and I, I'll get through this by myself. So that's kind of why I asked you that question because I wanted you to be real about it, but also I knew that you'd be encouraging about it as well because it is such a beautiful thing to be married to somebody for 40 years, but it's not all sunshine and rainbows. You're going to have like your trials especially when you absolutely have <laughs>
1: jessica and that's that's another um big topic um that's a, a, what you just said is very important jessica because when you're rearing children we we try to protect them in a way that we especially girls we have fathers can have girls nowadays i think um more living in a uh a fairy kind of a not fairy a princess world. In other words, um all the little girls think that, you know, they're going the night and shining armor is gonna come. Now I know we did too, but somehow I think that's more magnified in girls' lives that they have this image of, you know, life is is not going to show up. Um it's going to be all the um all the promises are going to be yes and amen as 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 we say as Christians. But yeah, yeah. that's that's what girls yeah. are thinking, you know, even and the the pressures that's put on men and young men nowadays, Jessica, to even have a home is absolutely huge. I mean, when I got married first, a mortgage wasn't a huge thing for me because we had the choice to have um Corporation homes, um, and some of my friends would have been in position in a position to, you know, mortgage a house, or try to even go down that road. And like you just said, I would have been probably when I look back. This is what I'm saying. I would have been saying to myself, "Why can't we do that?" But we we weren't in a position to do that because this is what I'm saying. Your perception is really huge because. I came from a family where um, my dad wouldn't have been um, encouraging us to go into debt. So that was huge for me yeah. to think that I would have that much of debt over my head. And I didn't want that to live like that. So that's what I'm saying. And when I look at you, you guys today, I'm looking at, my God, how are they going to pay those huge mortgages and try to live? And try to bring their children up and give their children what they they think they even need. In other words, I'm talking about just ordinary things like giving them a break in this world, like uh, providing them with, say, music lessons or dance lessons, or you know, getting them into little clubs. All of that now costs um is a, a huge financial burden on families. So you're right about um think when I look at the generational, Changes that have come for you guys, and I look at even there's one of my one of my children even trying to at the moment trying to get a mortgage together, and how hard that is for for him to be even a a, a daddy at the moment. So much of his time is taken up and his energy with trying to to have a bank account that will provide them with their own home. So these are the things that I would have seen that I benefited more from because I didn't have that huge burden over my head. I would have been a a little bit freer with with you guys because um, we accepted that we were in the place we were in and there was no pressure, much pressure around us. Whereas today, everybody wants their own home. Uh, It seems to be a way of life now. That you know, if you don't have your own home, um, you know, it, it, it's it's social. Um, what's what's that word I'm looking for? Like, yeah, yeah. Like be just a lot of heavy pressure on people yeah. to have that. And again, there's not enough social homes, Jessica. I can see that too. But having reared you guys here, and I see that my son, one of my children, has that pressure on them. I mean, that's huge on me. I'm going, he's missing out on things um, today with his children because he has to put so much time into work. So, yeah, again, like you're saying, it is different. It's so much different for you you guys. The pressures are so much harder on you guys. And that's, that's very concerning, Jessica, because it leaves no room for lots of... Um, Lots of other things that even the children and the parents should have. Like, say, for example, even going to church on Sunday for some families. You know, I would be aware that's yeah. a huge struggle for yeah. my son and his children because he doesn't have that much time. And he's trying to squeeze other things into the hours that he has. So, yes, pressures. Today's society and all and your, all your lives are so much more pressure cookered.
0: but we're surviving because we have amazing parents to get us through (laughs) (laughs) um so i just have one last question for you ma'am and i want to really dig deep for this one (laughs) so for the next season of your life so you're at a season now where you know you're discovering sandra and you have the space well you have an amount of space that you can um (laughs) that you can use to discover sandra so in this next season of your life what would what would you like to achieve like is there anything that you'd like to pursue is there any dreams that you'd like to fulfill like where what do you see yourself doing over the next season of your life that will bring well, that's, joy that's, the, uh, that's
1: even the bigger question, Jessica, because this year, that's what I'm saying to you, this year has really brought me to a different um, perception mm-hmm. of even life, what we have, what we have, you know, around us. All the things that, that matter to people mm-hmm. um, has all been kind of, in a sense, somehow... Um, been stripped away from us this year in one sense or another and to be able yeah. to just sit sometimes in the simplicity of your own home if you want to put it like that and to just look out at what we have um, is was for me an absolutely uh, joy this year Because it opened a space for me to even get involved in the community. So at the moment, um, since March now, I've been um, more concentrating on community. And that brings me great joy even in uh, in seeing other people happy. And, um, you know, being able to even take the time to give time to somebody else. So we've created a space here in, in our um, streets, and it's called um, Belleclair Gardens. So I myself and your dad has put a lot of time into it. But for me personally, um, being able to go out there and discover that I have somewhat uh, Little green fingers, I call them, because I'm planting, I'm planting little little flowers and and um, herbs in the garden, and you know, discovering that you know these things can live and survive in the smallest um, uh, fertilizing places that we have, because we we didn't always have the provision for it. But we, I'll try plant them and. You know, um I got to discover again through the through the through the summer. I've been sitting out in the back garden and one of the weeks I went to the shops and got myself some paint. And when I say paint, I'm talking about artistic paint. So um I started to paint the stones. So I found that, you know, in that space I have some some time to even think about and then not think it's, it's an unusual place to be Jessica for me at my life, because I'm, I'm, I'm saying to myself, wow, discovering that I can still do these things. And yet I felt, you know, this year we we were very limited in, in what we could do, the places we could go or, you know, discover things about yourself. And yet I've discovered so much about myself. I, I I did I realized that my yeah. creative side has been somehow awakened and um mm. got a lot of encouragement from from the garden because we I put in for um a competition and to my excitement and joy we got best new garden mm-hmm. so that has been a great awesome. joy in my life and it has, has brought back to me some of who I am and, you know, allowed me to be creative, mm-hmm. creative and show some of the talent that I have but also what's really really, really important in that for me it's creating a space for relationships to grow and for me to stay connected outside my house and with my community and um, just discover that nature is very important for us right now. That the simple things in life
0: mm-hmm. can
1: bring us so much joy. And we don't even, we can miss that so much with all of what's going on around us. So that's been, and then to discover yeah. then that, you know, both myself and your dad have had spent a lot of time this year in the garden. And we've gotten to discover, you know, even that we both enjoy that has been a real um, yeah. joy this year for us, Jessica. And just to watch even your dad take pleasure in cutting the grass, which is not even our own grass, it's a community garden. But to, to see your dad, you know, yeah. mine that and tend that garden, you know, we're learning we are in a different season. We have time now to... um Reflect and even experience um, new things about ourselves that we forgot. Maybe our old things or things that we buried, things that we haven't even had time to (laughs) even tap into because of life being so busy. I mean, your dad's in a full time job. So it's amazing to think that he's even willing to pour himself into um, projects outside the house that take up a lot of his energy and time but yeah he gets so much pleasure out of it as well so yeah we are in a different season but i'm enjoying it and um, it's sometimes i get mad at myself because i don't have the physical energy i'd like to have so i i'm learning even that that i'm (laughs) i'm not who i think i am anymore i'm in a different season in everything and that frustrates me sometimes because i want to i still want to be able to do lots of things but like like that too i have to realize i have limits um i have time i have um different time sets now i've different um you know different uh families now in other words you know we have grandchildren so some of our children have have children so I need to spend time with them, or I need to help them in, in ways I can. So it's just life. But mm. to be honest with you, it's it's wonderful to be able to say that even in this year, that we can um, experience a tremendous joy by just being, living in the simple things. Mm. Yeah, it's so lovely.
0: It's so nice to see that you know, even in this season, you and dad are getting to experience all these things and getting to tap into your creativity and your talents and your giftings. And it just reminds me, it's like a constant reminder for me that it's never too late to tap into those things and that life is full of different seasons. We're all going to experience different times, different seasons, different experiences, but that we all still have a gift, a talent mm. or a creativity within us. And whether we put that off for 20 years or for 40 years, it doesn't matter because it's 100%. never too late to actually tap into it. And it's just so nice.
1: 100%. You guys yeah. Doing yeah. 100%. That. And the one thing that I will remember, will hold on to in all of it is that, you know, there is a time for everything. And I mean, that's, that's God's word. I mean, yeah. He speaks that in, you know, that's in Ecclesiastes 3. And I loved. I love the fact that you know even the times when I did struggle with my life that I realized that there is a time for everything and don't be stressing don't be panicking don't be afraid don't be regretting because God um shows us that there is a time for everything and once we accept that somehow that brings us yeah. an inner peace and the outward turmoil mm. that's going on around us and in us somehow comes into balance. And that's what I've discovered in life. You know, I look I look at you guys sometimes and I go, God, if they only knew what I know now. <laughs> um, and sometimes I make mistakes in trying to show you that. But... I then, you know, realised that I have to pull back in my reins and realise that you guys have to experience this life yourselves. But the the one thing that we all need is to be loved and accepted for who we are. Not what we are, but who we are, Jessica. And that's that's the, the one thing I love about Father God is that when we realize who he is, he then absolutely shows us 100% who we are. And that that brings somehow a different perspective, Jessica, on how you see this world. It definitely changes who you are. It definitely uh, brings you into more balance and it definitely changes your future. How you look at the future, how you look at um, you know, this whole picture of life. Mm. You know?
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, ma'am, that brings us to the Aww. end of our little show today. <laughs> so I just want to say a massive thank you for taking the time to come on to the Illuminaire podcast, it has been an absolute pleasure and an honour to have you on the podcast, it's so amazing to be able to say that you are the first guest of the Illuminaire podcast and I'm just so proud to call you ma'am and I've learned so much about you (laughs) just in this hour of talking to you and asking you these questions. and I'm sure that a lot of people that listen to this will learn so much and be so thankful for your wise words and your honesty so thank you so much thank you for being an awesome man well and on that note Jessica
1: I'd like to say (laughs) I'm so proud of you I'm so happy for you I'm so joyful that you can be joyful in all of this and I really appreciate the fact that you've I found a time to interview me and I hope that it is kind of, um, you know, that it's helpful um to somebody else because we don't realize that, you know, we can be a help to somebody else along the way. And we don't realize that, you know, yeah. what we have to say can change even a moment in someone else's life. So, you know, no matter what somebody Mm. takes from this um, interview, um, I I just hope and I pray that each person is blessed and they are encouraged and that they take something good from it. So thank you, Jessica, very much. I really enjoyed it. I was very anxious about doing it. (laughs) And I was going, what am I going to say <laughs> or do on this? this uh, but look. Well, look, we got oh, through it. We're an hour and
0: five minutes in. Almost, oh, my
1: goodness.
0: So... <laughs> I told you, stop stressing. Well, I have Let to say, Jessica, <laughs> I'm
1: sitting here and I'm looking out the window as I'm chatting to you. So that's what I'm saying. Nature, I'm looking out at the garden and I'm saying to myself, I know what grounds me, movies. so most of what we do in life, I don't want it to be rehearsed or, you know, um, superficial, yeah. I like to be real and I like to know that, you know, I'm not just rhyming off something for somebody, but look, I really do um, appreciate and love relationships and I think family is very important. Yeah. I think um community is very important. I think reaching out to others, especially at this time now, is very important. And, you know, whether you're five or 50 or 55 or 95, I mean, I have a huge range uh, in my family. But whether you're that, young or old, connection and relationship is very important. And all relationships matter. So... Yeah. I, I think you know and I understand yeah. life more now that it's 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 more important to connect and be a part of someone else's life than to live this life totally for yourself so I love you very much and I thank you yeah. for this interview thank you for the time that you've taken to share this time with me yeah.
0: It's been lovely and I've really enjoyed getting to know more about my (laughs) mum. But yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully having you on again soon. (laughs) If you'd be interested in doing another episode, that would be absolutely amazing. (laughs) Uh, I love learning from you. I I know that other people will enjoy learning from you too. So thank you so much. And to all you guys out there listening, I hope, as mum said, that you take something good from this and apply it to your life and remember that connections are key family is key community is key so be blessed guys and we will talk to you all soon thanks amil